We all have heard horror stories of how a remodel nearly tore a couple apart, as well as how impactful our environment can be on our state of well-being. Remodels don't have to end in divorce, and we can reflect our true selves in our environment with the right approach. Welcome to Psychotecture. My name is Rachel Melvald, and I'm a psychotherapist and designer. Psychotecture was developed as a methodological approach to ease issues that come up in design challenges, as well as the philosophy on how our environment can reflect our highest selves. Each week, I will interview an expert in the field of design and psychology to shed light on design challenges. I will also have a special series called The Psychotech is In, where I can offer help to those in design intervention need. Welcome to The Psychotech is In. Today, The Psychotech is In is going to introduce my partner in crime, Kevin Garnier. And I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing without him. He is a contractor in Los Angeles, where we're both based. And he is part of my design team. And the Psychotech is in is going to field design challenges and questions that are going to come in uh, through the podcast, through my website, through letters. And the two of us are going to really be the problem-solving team, me being psychotherapist designer, Kevin being contractor, and we're going to attack these challenges with humility, wit, fun, and with a new psychological way of intervening that hasn't been done before. So we're going to save relationships and homes, attempt to and just explore what we see that works in the the home remodel space. So without further ado, Kevin, welcome to our intro to The Psychotech is In. I'm so honored to be here. Had I had a little more time, I would have done my hair. I would have gotten my hair done. It's an honor to be here. And I love the fact that you brought up the word challenges of which there are many, whether it's personalities that come into conflict or the budgetary constraints or just people not knowing what they want. This is what you and I deal with on a daily. That is right. You know, coming in and out of the pandemic, I don't know where we're at right now with this whole thing, but it has forced a lot of people to stay at home. And now they have to look at their houses all day and it's everything that they don't like about their house is staring them in the face. So they call someone like you, someone like me to, you know, they say to transform their house, but really you're transforming their life because if this is what they go home to every day, it's more than just redesigning a bathroom or a kitchen. It's how they feel about themselves every time they look at the work that you've done. So it's it's a challenge. It is a challenge, which I, I take on seriously, but with a great sense of humor. And with a great sense of physicality and serious mission style intention, we have talked about it on other shows, but I will bring up, you have a specialization of, and sorry for being redundant, but it does need to be highlighted that we in psychology are unearthing, going into the roots, into the weeds. We are doing deep tissue to delve into the unconscious to see what blocks us or controls us. Now, Kevin goes into the unconscious underground of a foundation of a house. I do. He has no shame. He will do what it takes. It's actually something that I enjoy. It's almost like you're you're in a war zone where you're crawling on your belly sometimes because you may only have 
a foot and a half worth of crawl space. And everything that you can imagine that would be living under a house is uh, either scurrying on you, scurrying away from you, but you have to find a way to coexist with all of that, with, with that ecosystem, if you will, for the duration that you're under the house. So it, I suppose if I had to think about it, I probably wouldn't do it, but I have been um, bitten by everything that you could possibly imagine. I've crawled through stuff like uh, Tim Robbins in Shawshank Redemption when he was leaving prison. I've crawled through sewage like that. So it's a, it's a task. I enjoy it, but I do take it seriously. And the reason why I do it is because if the foundation of your house or the foundation of anything for that matter isn't solid, the rest is worthless. So I, I have to know for a fact that this house isn't sliding, it isn't moving, it doesn't have mold, it doesn't have unforeseen circumstances that are going to later on come back and bite the person into you know what. And I have to see it with my eyes. Right. So when you're doing, it's like, I'll do a psychiatric evaluation or I'll do an assessment of how the family, the couple or the organization is operating and how they are going to live in the space and the home. You're coming on board with me looking at and evaluating the foundational elements of this house before they either buy it or they're going to do their remodel. So that's where we come in SWAT team style as a, as a good team. Yes, absolutely. I, I give you an example where I know someone who spent, I'll say a million dollars on a house and probably two or $300,000 to remodel it only to find out that the foundation is sliding down the hillside on which it's built. So now all the work on the inside was for not, and they can't do anything with the house until they fix those foundation issues. And that's, that's call me first, you want to have those problems. <laughs> exactly. And the evaluation is also an emotional, psychological, and relational one. I will go in and evaluate how is this couple functioning in this big developmental change in their life? Is it a first home? Is it their first time living together? Is this somebody who is reticent to living together and someone who's been more the pusher in the relationship? So we're looking at the physicality and the psychology of what a big high stakes move and a remodel can be. And we know the high stakes with the money involved, with the stressors involved, and all of what it triggers. It's huge because it really all starts from an emotional standpoint. You don't like what you have and and you perceive that perhaps that is making your life miserable. So you see some you see the way you want this thing to look and that takes you through another range of emotions. And then you call us in and you're not exactly sure <laughs> what to think of us. You know, we're professionals, but you're not sure about the process. So, you know, we have to hold their hands throughout the entire process. And we really have to put our emotions aside in order to make things happen. 
And I think, Kevin, you have the constitution and the emotional ego strength to do that. I say as a psychotherapist and designer and the projects, you know, I've been in that we've been in, I kind of feel like we also hold the place of being parents. We kind of parent it where a parent sometimes we have emotions, we're going to get triggered, but we have to be the regulators of that experience. We have to let them know you're safe, you're good, because if we don't stay our ground, we're going to just kind of go down into that spiral of what all can happen in a stressful remodel. I always think back to, did you ever see the movie, The Money Pit with Tom Hanks? Actually, I have. (laughs) I think you referenced it. I think that, that image of Tom Hanks, like, Falling through the ceiling in his rug will, I think, informed this career. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What I want to talk about today, though, that, you know, heading into the time where you're, we're in, and Kevin, I think you said it so well that coming out of this pandemic and moving into this integrated transitional time that we're in, but during the pandemic, we were able to sit and really watch things. We were able to be in our homes and really say, okay, now our home space is something that's so important that we need to have a hopefully a positive relationship with. And we're staring at it. This also happened with how we could sit down and look at our society. And obviously, George Floyd, the trials that are happening as we speak, Certainly, America was able to sit and watch. And yeah, you coming from the South as an African-American man living in Los Angeles, I thought it would be great to explore what I'm going to feature even more is the Getty, which is our esteemed art institution here in Los Angeles, has an exhibition on the historical preservation of African-American neighborhoods and housing that they're embarking upon based on an initiative by Garcetti and all that has happened this year. I would love to hear your experience as contractor builder around what your experience is with the housing that we're looking at now. Wow. Well, um, in... In Los Angeles, my God, it's um, incredibly expensive, first and foremost, in neighborhoods that are, we'll say, predominantly African-American or Latino houses, for whatever reason, historically have been undervalued. However, now you go into any of those neighborhoods, and it's not at all uncommon to find an $800,000 price tag staring you in the face. And that's a lot of money for not knowing what you're really going to get. But still, as ridiculous as it may sound, that's where the affordable housing seems to be in Los Angeles. I never knew uh, six to $800,000 would be called affordable. But if you compare it to Santa Monica, the Palisades, uh, Malibu, uh, Palos Verdes, where, where we, my wife and I just came in from looking at houses up there, it's, it's $800,000 seems to be the norm. In terms of um, architectural 
designs and what some of these houses have in African-American neighborhoods. Um, generally, because the neighborhoods tend to be older, you'll find a lot of craftsmen's houses, you know, with a lot of wood on the inside uh, and even wood siding on the outside. Some, to give it a more modern look, will take the wood off, which I hate, and put stucco on it. Stucco is so cold. Cold in look and in terms of the temperature. Yeah, I just don't like it. And even in some of the neighborhoods where the houses have been deemed to be historical, they don't allow stucco or you have to jump through hoops. Uh, One of the neighborhoods is the West Adams District of Los Angeles, which has a lot of old historical housing. And you simply cannot take off the siding and put on stucco, which gives the homeowner a bit of a problem because to replace some of that wood, some of the stuff that the termites and just the years have done damage to is super expensive. And you find yourself always working on the house because Mother Nature reigns supreme, particularly in older houses. And we're talking about houses that were built in the early 1900s, let's say 1901 through 1930. So that's what I find a lot of African-American homes, craftsmen's houses, and we'll say some with that 70s look (laughs) too. So it's a mixed bag. Black people, African-American, I'm not sure what we're called from one minute to the next, but (laughs) we tend to uh, want extremely nice stuff too. Lots of colors, lots of colors that one may not be uh, familiar with or that one may not even like. I had uh, one client ask me to paint four walls in one bedroom a different color, and each one was the exact color of a crayon that she chose out of a box. So you get get a lot of stuff that is uh, quite interesting and... um, A lot of bold color, okay. Yeah, so lots of colors. The colors tend to be, for whatever reason, not nearly as bright that I like, not a lot of pastels, but very bold colors. Colors where when you see it, you remember it. Yeah, if that makes any sense at all. So it's really, like you said, there's a staying power of the color. Yeah. It's penetrating, it's bold. That's a great way to put it. I'm looking at this St. Elmo village in Mid-City. I know exactly where that is. It's like an arts district. Exactly. Exactly. And it's got a lot of bold color in the groundwork. It's sort of like Venice Beach without the water. It has that sort of vibe to it. It reminds me of Venice Beach, of Silver Lake, of these really old, cool, hip, neat areas. Lots of hills in, in the St. Elmo's, uh, some hill houses on hills. and um, But I like it. It's very funky. That's the best way to put it. Very funky. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be exciting. I think we're going to explore more of these villages and these houses in our coming series as to the architecture, the preservation, the home life, how psychology and society and how you know, our communities and prices all relate because that's an important part of how we're working with new homes and families. And our neighborhoods are becoming very blended, which is so beautiful. So now we all get to share and learn a lot about each other. And at the end of the day, we realize 
there really aren't any differences. <laughs> all, all of the differences that we have are the ones that we perceive. We all want a nice house. We all want love and respect. I love the blending of these neighborhoods. Yes. And I hail from a city called Shaker Heights in Cleveland. And while there was still segregation, it was more integrated than a lot of the cities that I've lived in, sure. in terms of we, we had so many different races, socioeconomic status, levels that all integrated into the same school. And Shaker Heights is known for a lot of the craftsmen, a lot of Tudor, old English style housing. So I hear you and appreciate you and amen to that. I think we're humans and we all want a nice home. Yes. And that's God-given right. And so we're going to proceed in our series in our next podcast on exploring these houses, the architects, the homes, and getting more involved in these really neat case studies next time. So I thought this was a great way to spring anew and to introduce Kevin Garnier, hails from Louisiana, and to thank you for being here today. And I look forward to continuing the series and our work together. Always a pleasure to see you and to talk to you. Sincerely. Yes, it is. Always a pleasure. I am honored. Great. And it's great to work with you because we've done some really interesting cases together. So cheers to many more. Absolutely. This is Psychotecture by Rachel Malvald with coaching, consultation, and psychotherapy offered virtually and in home throughout the Los Angeles greater area and nationally. We work to ease design challenges to create transformative habitats. Thank you, and we look forward to the next episode and your questions, so don't forget to subscribe. <music>